of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Terry Francona, and you're listening to Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Got my drum set out. Got a good beat. Welcome back, Kenny and JT Show. That's right, spring training on our minds. Why? Because, well, it's underway in Arizona. Guardians in spring training, getting ready for their first Cactus League game coming up on February 25th against the Reds. And joining us right now to kind of kick off spring training as we're going to be talking with some players in that next week on the show is one of the radio voices of your Cleveland Guardians. It's heard right here on WHBC, the man we like to call Rosie. Jim Rosenhouse joins us. How are you, Rosie? I'm, I'm doing good, Kenny, but how did you get – if he's in Arizona, how would you get him to come into the studio and promote your show like that right at the start? Well, you know, you know we, we – we, we know got, people, and we got a new scooter for I him. got Curtis Danberg parking <laughs> in an Ohio State game. He owed me. That's how. <laughs> so that's how he got that's the it. parking spot. That's right. Now the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. There you go, Rosie. Uh, JT's got a guy somewhere, somehow, some way. It makes it work here on the Kenny and JT Show. Thanks for making time for us today, Rosie. When do you officially head out to Arizona? Heading out Monday and uh, hit the ground running, and and uh, we'll be ready to go with our first show, first broadcast of, of a game uh, a week from tomorrow. Amazingly, so um, so yeah, it, it it comes at you fast, but it's it's all a, you know it's a great thing. It's it's exciting to have baseball back and and a normal uh, run up to the season for the first time in a while because of you know we're we're on the other side of everything that the pandemic slowed down, and then last year the the labor uh, stoppage and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to just have a, a normal spring, though, the way we've kind of grown accustomed to it. Yeah, amen to that, Rosie. Uh, yeah, you sprinkle in the World Baseball Classic there, but that's okay. That's a good thing. They're playing baseball, and there'll be a few Guardians players uh, you know, participating in that. But for the most part, like you said, normal spring training. What is underway right now? What are the guys doing right now that are in Arizona as far as uh, spring training workouts go? Well, it depends who it is, and you kind of alluded to it with the World Baseball Classic. Uh, for instance, the pitchers and catchers have reported, but pretty much it, the, the roster is there. Their, their official report date, uh, physicals are next Monday, and then the first workout is, is not next Monday, but this coming Monday, and then the first workout is Tuesday. But, for instance, today, uh, because he's pitching in the World Baseball Classic, Cal Quantrill, already was throwing some live batting practice to different hitters. So I think in a normal spring without the WBC, he might not be at that point yet, but, but they are kind of moving a little bit quicker with some of those guys to, and, and he had prepared for that, but you might not have seen that at this point in the spring, this early in the spring were it not for the WBC, but the other guys, um, I know just the other day, Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali were throwing, bullpens off the mound and and kind of building up 
that part of their game and, and all in an effort to, to make sure that they're ready to go when the game starts. Rosie, last week an MLB came out and say they're going to adopt the ghost runner rule as far as some of the other rules. I, I for one, love it. I love the ghost runner, having a uh, runner on second base and extra inning games in the regular season. What are your thoughts on it? First of all, can I say, I know it's semantics. It's not a ghost runner. It's a real runner. That's true, but that's what they call it. (laughs) You're right. It's not a ghost. (laughs) It's like when we were kids, we would play with uh, nobody in right field. It was a ghost right fielder or whatever it was. You know, we didn't have enough kids. Um, You know, when they first did it um, in the COVID year, I didn't like it. Before it started, when they Mm -hmm. first came out and said, this is what we're doing for extra innings. I thought, oh, man, come on. Baseball's the one game where there's no clock, there's no ties, and you settle it the way it's played throughout the whole game. Um, and that was the old-school traditionalist in me coming out, you know, not liking it before we even saw it. And I'm telling you, I think it was the, the opener, or, or at least the first or second game of that short 60-game season, it came into play. And... I, it took me one game, and I was like, "Boy, that was kind of fun." <laughs> and then, as time as time went by, I think it was fun because, um, you know, if the game was, you know, both teams were struggling to score, and you're just like, "Boy, when are, I don't know if either team's going to score," it changed that dynamic right away in the tenth inning. Even if they didn't mm-hmm. score, there was strategy. Should right. they bunt them over? Should the visiting team bunt them? Um, you know, do they need one or two runs? If you're the visiting team, is one run going to be enough? Because the the home team is going to have that guy at second. So right away, it just kind of juiced things up. And, um, you know, most of the games were, were settled in the 10th and the 11th inning, which, which seemed to be plenty. And, and so I'm on board now. I, I love it. Kenny, you know what it reminds me of? When What's you that? got a guy bringing a ball up the court and you're playing basketball and you want to foul him before he can take a three. Yeah. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I, I think. You know, there's that comparison there. And, look, I, I like the fact that it's not in the postseason. Um, I think that would be a real tough way to decide a game. And a great example was the 15-inning the scoreless game that uh, the, the Rays and the, the Guardians played right. last October. I mean, that was a deciding game, and it sent somebody home. So I don't know if you'd want to be doing that kind of stuff in that situation. Um but I do like it in the regular season. I do. I, I like it because it reminds me as a hockey guy of what they've done now in overtime in hockey, right? Three on three, four on four, What you know, depending on what league you're, you're watching in overtime in the regular season. Then in the postseason, you got to play the regular game all the way out, and, and it speeds up the – and you know the other thing it does too, Rosie, and it goes back to the pandemic situation because they were trying to preserve – players arms as far as pitchers go right so you didn't have to go through your entire bullpen maybe it would speed up mm-hmm. uh, the outcome of the game uh you know i i like it from that standpoint too uh and um the strategy involved with it so i i the changes they're making to it and i'm not a big fan of the commissioner at all uh but i like some of the changes that they're implementing with the bases this year the speed of the game Shift. uh the the runner at second base all of that i i think it's going to be good for the sport of baseball Look, um, the NFL is so popular, but uh, there's there's no way around that. I mean, it's it's just off the charts popularity. Look how many rule changes they have made, and then and I know I'm sure some people don't like them. There's too much offense or not enough or whatever. But 
they've constantly tweaked and made changes. And, and baseball um, has such great tradition, and, and there's been a reluctance, I think, because of that to make too many changes. But uh, I think you have to at some point to, you know, if you see some things that maybe you think a, the younger fan might like more and, mm-hmm. and things like that, you have to, I think you do have to take a look at it and, and give it a shot. Look, these are games. They're entertainment. Um, so let's make sure we have a lot of that. <laughs> I would think, right? The thing that I love is the fact that they're getting away from this shift. How long has this shift been in baseball, Rosie? Um, it seems like over the, for sure, the, the last five, six years, it's really come into play. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think it, it goes back a while, but um, not seemingly for every batter. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think the one thing I'm looking forward to with, with the lack of shifts, you know, people talk about, well, it's going to mean a lot more base hits for especially left-handed power hitters, and that's probably true. Um, but what I'm looking forward to, and the example I always go back to, who you guys throw them out there, who of the, the defensive shortstops that Cleveland has had, who's your favorite? Omar. Oh, it's Omar, yeah, no question. Bingo. Would would you feel that way if Omar Vizquel had been playing the last five years and all those great plays that he would make because he had to run nine miles to, to grab one behind the bag and then, you know, somehow heave it over to first to get a guy. If he's in the shift and he's right there where the guy hit it and he just picks it up and throws it to first, well, that's no fun. <laughs> you know, you don't see – I don't think he would have had as many opportunities – to show off his athleticism and how great a defensive shortstop he was if the shift was as prevalent then as it is now. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we'll see a lot more great defensive plays by middle infielders, and it brings back, you might have to have a little bit better defensive second baseman. You can't just have a slugger with the range of a manhole cover at second base anymore because the shift's not going to help him. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that changes things defense. Second baseman, uh, actually, right now, you could call that the hot corner now, right? Almost. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems it, like it. Not everybody, but there's <clears throat> there are some very much offensive-minded second basemen who, who you can cover up because of the shift. So um, it'll be interesting to see if that changes for a lot of teams. Happy to have one of the radio voices of the Guardians with us here on the Kenny and JT Show. Jim Rosenhouse getting ready to depart for spring training in Arizona. The players are already there working out. First game in Cactus League play February 25th against the Reds. The first regular season game for the Guardians on the road March 30th at Seattle. And then the first home game for the Guardians Friday, April 7th also against Seattle. So that means baseball going to be here before you know it. Rosie, what are you looking forward to the most? Coming off the Central Division Championship last year, coming off a uh, playoff series win and a, a tough loss to the Yankees with the offseason moves of Josh Bell uh, on board and uh, Zanino at, at catcher. What, what are you looking forward to the most about uh, the start of spring training in this season? You know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to um, – I'm looking forward to see what kind of development there is for two guys who had really good rookie years, and that's Stephen Kwan and Oscar Gonzalez. I think for Gonzalez, uh, can he continue that that upswing of power? And then uh, for Kwan, can he just maintain what was a really consistent year last year? Um, I think he can, and, and just 
you know, meet the, the, the rising expectations for himself. Uh, I think that'll be exciting. Um, I'm excited to see Tristan McKenzie uh, could really become, uh, if he's not already, which which he is, but uh, to see what kind of season he can put together because he had a really good one a year ago and he's one of the, the bright young arms. Um, you know, I, I think those would, would be three players that I'm really excited to see. And, you know, not necessarily now, but, but maybe at some point this spring, and I don't know how much we'll, we'll get a look at some of the young arms, but there's some pitching that, that won't be on this team to start the season that's probably going to help before it's done. And hopefully we'll get to see some of them in spring training, talking about a, a Gavin Williams and a, a Tanner Bybee. Um, be real interesting to see if, if we get an opportunity to see them this spring. Rosie, what about this uh, this outfield, I guess? I, I almost said secondary. Uh, the, outfit, the, the outfield, <laughs> we moved Nolan Jones there last year. They moved and they trade him. Will Benson, we had seen him play in Columbus. I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing a little bit more of Will Benson. They trade him. But they trade him for another outfield. Is there a log jam in the outfield now? Uh, maybe. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's fair to say from left to right, your, your opening day would be Quan in left, Straw in center, and Gonzalez in right. But um, I think Will Brennan is going to make a, a real good case for more playing time. And you may see Josh Naylor out there a little bit. I know he looked great when he was in town for, for Guards Fest. And, you know, he's further and further away from the ankle injury that slowed him. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, there, there's some others still coming in the minor leagues. Um, you know, not as many as, as the middle infield prospects they have. But, uh, you know, I think for from the Benson standpoint, um and then Nolan Jones, they were guys with who had to be kept at this point in time. And I just don't know that the, the Guardians felt comfortable being in that spot. Now, you know, they kind of got a read on them. And, um, for instance, the Benson trade, it, it's two good outfield prospects in exchange for each other. And the kid they got from Cincinnati, though, he was drafted last summer. So they have some time to allow him to develop. They don't have to take up a spot on the 40-man. So I think it's as much about that as the talent. You know, they certainly didn't want to lose Will Benson, but I think it was just time where he was in terms of being on the 40-man. Rosie, as we look at the rest of the division, who do you think got better in the offseason as the teams that are competing against the Guardians for the division? I think the Twins did. Um, and and maybe Kansas City and Detroit did, but I don't know that that will impact the division race. Now, I think the Twins getting better will because they were already, don't forget, they were leading September 4th. They were the first place team in the division last year. And then they had some injuries and just didn't play well, and the Guardians played great. Uh, but they got Correa back, and they added some pitching, which you know, I, I think it just seems like it's been a, a decade-long challenge for the Twins to compile enough pitching, but uh, I think they feel they've made some good acquisitions pitching-wise in the offseason. We'll see if it's enough, and, and they get some injured players back. So, um, you know, I think they made some real nice improvements. Rosie, this team, um, when you look at it from top to bottom, uh, starting staff, 
solid one, two, and three. Right back end of the bullpen, as good as anybody with the setup guy and Karinchek and uh, Classe, the closer. So uh, no question marks there, in my opinion, with those five pitchers, which are the most important ones, I think, on the staff. Uh, you look at the everyday lineup. Uh, is there a spot that is truly up for grabs in the everyday lineup, or does Tito pretty much know who he's going to be putting out there one through nine uh, in the field? I, I don't necessarily think it's a spot that's up for grabs, but it's a spot that's certainly in transition, and it's a key spot, and that, that's catching, guys. Um, okay. You know, say what you want about what Austin Hedges and Luke Maley provided offensively last year. They handled the pitching staff extremely well and were plus defenders. Um, so because of that comfort level that the starting pitchers and relief pitchers had with both of them, now there's an adjustment. Mike Zanino's the new catcher front line. He's coming off injury. How many games can he play? And then who is the backup? Is it Bo Naylor? Um, or does he need still some time at AAA based on where he is age-wise? and experience-wise, at a key, key position. So we'll see. Um, there's some transition there, and, and that's kind of a tricky spot to have transition when, when you're heading into a season. Rosie, I've got one last question for you. We'll let you go pack. The new schedule this year, you see the Yankees coming to town April 10, 11, and 12. Is that the only chance we get to see New York in Cleveland? Not until the postseason. Okay. <laughs> There you go. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, but yes, regular season. So, but that's been that's been normal. They've only made for years. They only make one visit to Cleveland because they're not in the division. So that doesn't change. Um, but you see everybody now over a two year period, and um, in in your town, and every year you'll you'll see every team in baseball. So I kind of like it. They took away some division games, which you know, nineteen against your division. Um, probably got tiresome for a lot of fans, and and they, I think the opportunity to see three less games against the Twins, Tigers, White Sox, Royals, and then maybe see the Dodgers a little more often, or the Cardinals, uh, the Braves, Mets, Phillies, teams like that. I, I think fans like that. Um, and again, we're you know we're getting away from tradition, but that's just where the game's going. And I, I think if it's good for fans, that's good. So, and, and I think most people will enjoy seeing um, other teams more often. Rosie, we appreciate the time. We're looking forward to talking uh, again during Radio Week with uh, players, coaches, manager, maybe next week uh, for three days uh, at spring training. And we always appreciate you and Hammy making time for us as well here on the Kenny and JT Show. Does this mean I have to go back to packing? <laughs> yes, it does. Go, go figure ah. out uh, – how many, uh, you know, shirts you got to take, shorts, uh, and all the other, the toilet, all that stuff. Uh, but don't overpack, Rosie, okay? That's the worst thing you can do. Okay. All right. I'll take your advice. <laughs> okay, Rosie. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Safe travels, my friend. Okay, guys. Thanks. There he is, Jim Rosenhouse, checking in with us. Love that guy here on the Kenny and JT Show.